Manimal here. It's Tuesday, September 12th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, we're going to talk about the AL West standings and all that happened last night in the division. We've got uh, Rangers news and notes. We're going to do the box score from last night in Toronto, and we're going to preview the next couple of days with the Blue Jays. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, this is Mitch Garver. You're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, thanks, buddy. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. We want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. And don't forget to check out Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTV. And don't forget to go to our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. One word. Joining me, as jovial as I bet he has been in a while, as as are all of Rangers Nation, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. No introduction needed today. How you doing? And we know we need to find you on socials. Well, I'm doing a lot better than I was last week at this time. Even though last week at this time I was what like driving home from a great trip uh, uh, um, to to all the different ballparks that we saw last week, Um, and I guess I'm doing better in the sense of Rangers baseball. I'm doing worse in the fact that I'm not in California. (laughs) Well, uh, like like how did how did that end up being? um, such a such a wild wild countryside out there. I love it. I love it. It is a beautiful color. state. If you have never traveled through this through California, it is a absolutely beautiful state. Like incredible. It's very much similar to Texas in the fact that it's got a little bit of everything. It's got some deserts. Some, some and I say with a but with a sprinkle of magic, dude. There's something majestic about California. Uh, absolutely, especially that northern part. Oh my! Mm-hmm. Some yeah. of the best—that's some of the best countryside in the world. Um, and that's spoken as someone who has been to a mm-hmm. lot of those places in the world. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, anyways, we're we're this is not the uh, manimal travel show, which uh, it, it can be. Like someday <laughs> when we have a network of shows. Mm-hmm. There'll, just a, there'll just be a show of me telling you about all my travels and how mm. how ridiculous they are, but uh, but anyways, uh, we're we're talking about Rangers baseball this morning. Uh, I'm stoked on it. You're stoked on it. Mm. Rangers Nation is stoked on it. I think I got a bunch of our listeners through the hard part of the season. Mm. Uh, and I think we kind of did it with a little bit of positivity too. Like, I sure mean, did, man. We tried to keep this thing as positive as possible because, I mean, at the end of the day, baseball is just something that shouldn't ruin your day at all. But we let it a lot of times. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, just it, like I tell some people whenever they're uh, when they're really down on the team, just remember that we've still got eight more years of Corey Seager on this mm. thing. 
But anyways, before we talk about Corey Seager, let's tell everybody Manimal Bull on Twitter, uh, Manimal 300 on Instagram, and both uh, TikTok and Facebook, Bull Pro, and that's a P-R-O-U-G-H. So whatever your favorite platform of this crazy social media is, you hit me up on there, and we'll start talking Rangers baseball. And there's a bunch of people that will vouch for me that I do answer most messages. Maybe sometimes it'll take me a minute to see them, especially on Instagram, but I will definitely, uh, I will get to them and I will get back to you and uh, we'll try and we'll try and have a good Rangers baseball conversation, even, even when things weren't easy. Well, talking baseball, we have decided as a form of therapy and we know that our listeners are partaking in it. We partake in it and uh, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's a talking sport. And so let's jump in it. Rangers, trail Houston now by only two games. I'm not, I'm not, I am not going to stop the conversation about the division. We held this thing for too long. I'm not just going to talk wild card. We're not settling for that. We're going to fight this thing all the way to the end and reclaim what we have, what's rightfully ours, which we have held in all your, okay, I'm off, I'm off my soapbox. Uh, Rangers lead the wild card by half a game, uh, actually trail the Blue Jays for that second place wild card spot by half a game, which they can make up tonight. Uh, so they win. I mean, the Rangers had to, had to do it. Both teams in the division lost last night. And the Rangers not only won, but it was kind of a statement win. But I know if I start talking about that, we're going to go off into a tangent. So, Well, let's, let's just say real quick that the Rangers got some help from some division foes. And last yes. night I was cheering for a couple of teams that I don't normally cheer for. <laughs> but, some California teams. Uh, good those, California those, those, segue. Those, those good California boys hooked us up. But that uh, that last night, uh, you know, the A's, Waldachuk was really good behind Miller. They've got a little something going there in that Miller kid. He's got some really mm-hmm. good stuff. I know he's been he's he's been dealing with a, a little bit of an elbow issue this year, so I know they want to be extra, extra precautious with him going down the stretch. But, man, when he's out on the hill, he's fun to watch. And that uh, California Angel game last night, I know they're not the California Angels anymore, but uh, that's my childhood. So uh, we're going to talk about the Angels. But the, the, that was a fun game. Uh, Angels came back, tied it up, and then in extra innings, they traded two run home runs in the tenth inning, and then in the eleventh inning, the Angels put some runs on the board and uh, took that thing eight to five last night in uh, what eleven innings, I believe. And uh, you know, both both those teams gave the did the Rangers some uh, favors, and then the Rangers did themselves some favors last night. So we're talking about a team right now that if the uh, season ended, they would be in the playoffs, and uh, you know that just shows how. Even though they had that really, really, really rough stretch there in uh, um, in August, of August, and the start of September, you know, uh, we talk about it. You know, it's it's better to lose those games at the end of August and early in September than in the middle of September and down the stretch. So, you know, it's September twelfth, so we're getting close to that end mark, and you know, they just got to keep playing good baseball. And last night was a really nice sign. Yeah, so August 15 was the last time a Rangers starter got a win, which makes that 22 straight games. And we'll talk a little bit about it more later, but we got to give our give his flowers right now. Dane Dunning 
that was that was I mean what they needed clutch. It was as clutch of a pitching performance as they have had all year from anybody. And that's what we need right now. And that's why I believe Bruce Bochy kept him in the rotation. Well, yeah, and I, I think that – well, and I don't know if he had kept him in the rotation, but he put him back in the rotation. Sure. Because uh, he had he had piggybacked off of Eovaldi. And, you know, hey, we may see we may see starts from Andrew Heaney down the stretch. We may see sure. starts from Dane Dunning. We may see starts from Martin Perez. We have no idea at this point, but right now Martin Perez is one of the most reliable hands out of the bullpen. So – you know, I mean, you, you don't want to get too far ahead of that. And after what we saw from Andrew Heaney on the back end of John Gray on Sunday, you know, let's let's just roll with what we got right now and what's working is what's working. And, and you know, you listen to Bochi for, what, tw- 22 consecutive days <laughs> or 22 yep. consecutive games. And, and the, you know, as much as the frustration had taken hold and all of that, you know, Bochy's still every day saying the right things, talking about, look, I, I've seen this game team for 140 games. I know they're good. I know we've got something left in the tank here. We're going to win some ball games. It's not going to be like this forever. And, you know, I mean, you knew he was right, but when you're watching every day and it just is, is day after day after day of it, you, you never think it's going to come out of there. And, you know, now all of a sudden you're looking at a team that's won three games in a row and uh, they're starting to put up those runs that we were seeing, that we had got accustomed to prior right. to the all-star break and really all, all prior to this August stretch. Yeah. The Rangers, you know, both, I'll remind you again, Bochi has won a world series with the team with teams that have won 88, 94, in 92 games, Bochi is concerned about winning in the postseason, not necessarily about being the all-time winningest or the, the winningest team in the league. So Rangers have kind of some good news, too. I mean, obviously, some of the youth of, of the team has been a huge shot in the arm, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But right now, let's talk about a couple of guys that could be coming back to help this team at the right time. So Adolis Garcia could be back as soon as next week, and Josh Young could be back before the weekend. Yeah, they kind of pushed Josh Young up real quick. Uh, uh, so, I mean, as soon as he kind of gets that um, doctor's release, he's going to be back out on the field. And, um, it, you know, the at this point in the season, you know, Round Rock's got a handful of games left, uh, and they're going to be playing in the playoffs next week. And, and everybody else, I mean, there's really nowhere to send him right now to get him anything from a, a minor league club, I guess they could send him to Round Rock or Frisco for a couple of days, but you know he's been rehabbing with the major league club, so you know you're hoping that he could get right back out in there, and and if nothing else, just to sure up third base defensively, because yep. they've had a lot of mis miscues over at third base in this time that he's been gone, and and we we found out. Uh, just watching him through one season that, that Josh Young has the goods over there at third base. And this that was a real question mark coming into the season was what, whether Josh Young could man down third base for a full season and do it successfully. But but he's done it really, really successfully. And, and uh, you know, I mean, if you'd have seen maybe a full year from him this year, you might have seen him both be 
both AL Rookie of the Year and win that Gold Glove over at third base. So, uh, you know, I mean, not to say that that's exactly what's going to happen. Chapman's a good one up there, Toronto, and and there's some good ones all over the league, and Ramirez and those guys. But Young had a really really nice season. Hopefully we can get him back. He picks up right where he left off. But, uh, you know, we've seen with Heim that maybe it's going to take a minute, but let's hope that it doesn't take. Well, we also saw play. with Corey Seager, it doesn't take any time. And so it could, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's, yeah, a, there's exactly. a sliding scale there, so we'll, hopefully he's he's on the Corey Seager side. But Definitely not wrong there, yeah, for how sure. Pump, how pumped up are you to see, like, and, and as fans too, because he's a fan favorite, but how much of a shot in the arm would it be to see Adolis Garcia come back? Well, I think it would be really big for this thing because they're they're at a point where, you know, maybe those guys that were struggling like Garcia, you know, like like he was struggling a little bit down this last stretch, maybe these days off as much as it's not what he wanted to have happen to him, you know, maybe it'll help him a little bit and get himself get himself back a little bit uh, focused on what he's trying to do and, uh, you know, let him help this thing in this last little run right here. Because I mean, it, it's going to be fun. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, I, look, the last—it's been a long time since I stayed up till midnight watching, watching other teams play baseball. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's hard enough. To, it's been the last couple of years. It's been hard enough to stay up and watch the Rangers play baseball after yeah. after eleven o'clock. So for for me to be up watching other teams play baseball last night. And, uh, you know, being excited about things and, you know, it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. Well, and the excited. reason why it's uh, here, let's talk about why it's so much fun right now. Okay. Because our guy who we have talked about from the, from the, before and the now, season, yeah. probably from the very first episode, and we have wanted to see this. And if you're watching the games, Evan Carter, man, has, we got a left fielder. It looks like, cause this guy has the goods, dude. He's done everything, everything, like first stolen base, first hit, first homer, first outfield assist, like, I mean, first run about it. I mean, he's done everything you could possibly ask. I know it's early. I know that that there will be tape on this tape. Look how old I am. There will be film on this guy, and, and they'll, they'll – There'll be some some adjustments that have to be made. I like but, how you used f- tape and then you yes. used film like that made you younger. Yeah, yeah. Why well, try? Well, at least film. Younger. You yeah. can at least you can at least call like digital, like uh, like you can call. You can at least try to call it film or or video. But man, Evan Carter, man, like I, I the, you know, when he made that outfield assist last night, that was kind of like to me after the home run, it was like this is. This is, I mean, man, like, this is it. Prospects, you know, like, we always talk about, like, we see other guys. We see the the Ellie De La Cruz's and the the O'Neal Cruz's and the, uh, you know, the guys that come up and they just start dominating the league. And you're like, man, wouldn't it be nice for the Rangers to have a guy (laughs) like that? And You know, I mean, I don't know that Evan Carter's ever going to be a guy that dominates the league, but, I mean, if he if he if his upside is something like Grady Sizemore and he can stay healthy, that's a really good baseball player. That's a guy that can be the type of player that could play in the outfield for your team for a lot of years. And you know, I mean, like between between Carter 
and Lankford and uh, Tavares. You've got some exciting young outfielders in, in this thing. And, you know, uh, that's another guy that's really been helping this thing lately is Leody Tavares. I mean, you know how mightily he struggled in August. Everybody on everybody on Twitter let everybody know how bad he was in August. So, I mean, if we're going to talk about how bad he was in August, let's talk about how good he's been these last several games while the Rangers have started to put something together. Yeah, and Leody Tavares has – Again, he's just one of those guys that I think are are what make this team um, so dynamic. You know, another guy that that I I think about when I think of Evan Carter that just kind of shot off, that kind of jumped off the screen at me was Steve. You remember Steve Finley, mm-hmm. the lefty kind of. He had every he had a very toolsy guy. He could run, he could hit, he could he could feel like he he had all the kind of the. Had all the kind of tools. Wasn't a perennial all-star, but had a few seasons that were big-time seasons. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Steve Finley. Uh, that's a that's a decent comparison. I don't know if he has the power that Steve Finley had, but we'll see because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was a, well, that was a, pretty, have that was a pretty nice bomb that he hit last night. So. <laughs> Steve Finley may have had a few supplements that Evan Carter doesn't have, but uh, hey, let's look, just... you, you know as well as I know that the, the, the testing is behind the product right now. So let's go ahead and close out this news section of the of the podcast and talk about uh, how John Gray is the Rangers nominee for the Roberto Clemente Award, which uh, obviously says that John Gray is a good guy. Yeah, he he gives back to his community. So he's a big part of uh, the, the Rangers fans experience uh, because when you think about all the times he shows up on different things during the off season and um, you know, what he does for the, the animal community in this area and what he does for the, the young fellas and the young kids in this area. Um, you gotta, you gotta like John Gray and, and, you know, I mean, he's, he's actually outside of what Sunday he's had a pretty decent season too for, for the Texas Rangers. Absolutely. So uh, speaking of the community, uh, there's going to be a big happening October 6th in the Fort Worth, the greater Fort Worth community at the historic Ridgely Theater. Yeah, October 6th till the end. It's the one-year anniversary show of Matt War Pro. And we've been talking about almost all these shows, right? I mean, we basically mm-hmm. started talking about it at the uh, Southside Ballroom, or I mean, a Southside Preservation Hall uh, for the the January show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, basically, that was the second show of the of, of the year, and uh, we've been pretty much talking about this thing all year. Well, this is the big one. This is the this is the one year anniversary till the end, featuring the first ever Cowtown Cage Match. You've got Damo McCullough and Brent McKenzie. They have been festering a year. This has been going on for over a year. Uh, you know, Damo made a comment that he didn't exactly know who Brett McKenzie was. And you know what? Rightfully so. Brett McKenzie took offense to that. Mm-hmm. But he's been a, a stalwart of this area for a lot of years. So I get his frustration. The way he's done things wouldn't be the way that the manimal would do things. But... It's been successful mm. for him, and he's going to get one more opportunity at that Trinity River Heritage title on October 6th in a cage. And uh, it's going to be a big time. You know, our buddies over at uh, Big Dogs Hot Dogs are going to be out there. 
our friends from Kelly's Onion Burgers are going to be making up some of the best hamburgers you ever had in your entire life. And then uh, uh, Starry's Ice Cream is going to be out there. And, uh, man, look, I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, I, I don't have perks in this thing, right? But the biggest perk that I have to this whole thing is the fact that when I go over to the Starry Ice Cream Lady. Oh, yeah. She- be one of those for free that's the biggest oh. perk of the whole thing i can't like i try to give her money but she won't take it but um starry ice it's cream, worth the three bucks delicious go out there get you a little bit of that and then uh, martin house brewing will be in the house with uh uh and you gotta check out and see what they'll be doing that night as well man i can't wait for that starry ice cream it's worth the three bucks so Rangers. Well, real quick, real quick for anybody that wants to know, oh. if you if you need some Starry ice cream in between, you can go down to the Panther City Record Store and get you some oh. Starry ice cream down there in uh, just a little bit north of downtown uh, Fort Worth. Oh, now that's that's good news because I do find myself in that area every now and then. So, Rangers, put the beat down. On the division rival Toronto or, or American League rival Toronto Blue Jays uh, offensive explosion. Uh, well, let's be honest. The uh, Blue Jays have been a rival for the Rangers for a handful of years now. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's, there'll always be animosity between these two clubs, even though it's not nearly as high right now as it has been in the past. Well, you had the punch and you had the back, the bat flip. So uh, anytime you have that kind of that kind of intense um, fervor and hatred, uh, it's going to carry over. Even carry it carries over in the fan base more than it carries over to the players. Absolutely, but definitely a big yeah, rivalry. There's, there's not one guy left on this squad that was still on there from the 16 team. The closest thing the Rangers have to anybody on that 15, 16 team that's still here is Matt Bush in Triple A. And the Blue Jays, like I said, the, the Blue Jays are a completely turned over squad as well. And, um, Absolutely. You know, yeah, the coaching staffs. But but the fan bases, we don't forget. And, uh, you know, that was the last the last time the Blue Jays won a playoff game was against the Rangers. But this game has definite playoff Well, the last time the Rangers won a playoff game was against the Blue Jays. So. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Well, let's check. Let, or won a playoff. Last time the Blue Jays won a playoff series. But it felt like playoff baseball last night. Like. I feel like at this point I can handle, I can handle the losses a little better because I feel like we've, we've, we're playing with house money right now. Like we've arrived, man. Like it's legit games in, in September games that matter, man. We've been waiting for this for what feels like forever. And that box score last night for the Rangers is, is a, it's a beautiful thing to look at. So uh, let's jump into the game and just talk about what happened. Dane Dunning, obviously, uh, kind of the unsung hero because the offense and Evan Carter and uh, Jonah Heim and all the, the fireworks, but really and truly the story of the night was the clutch start from, from Dane Dunning. Yeah. If you get past uh, what was that? The second inning for, mm-hmm. uh, for, for Dane Dunning, it was really good for him. Uh, you take that second inning and really the second inning, I mean, he got belt on strikes. Um, Davis Schneider, he fell behind 3-0 to Davis Schneider. That's where he got in trouble. Then he walked Biggio behind that. And what happens, a man, 
it almost you might as well just put Schneider and Biggio both on by walk because that's basically what happened. He challenged Schneider with a three-one fastball. He got hit. Kevin Biggio walks. Now you got first and second and one out. Um, uh, man, Alejandro Kirk. I mean, he hit basically what should have been a ground ball double play, but it just didn't. It it, it just found it just had some eyes that got through, and then mm-hmm. that got one of those runs across. I thought he was going to get out of it after he got Varsho on strikes. I thought that was going to get him through it, but he walked Kiermaier, which moves Bishop mm-hmm. to third, and uh, Springer got him on a ground ball up the middle. Um, fortunately, uh, Alejandro Kirk was running, and that was allowed it to just be the one run on Biggio scoring. Uh, then he went out. He got Bo Bichette to fly out, and uh, that was basically the end of uh, end of the damage that Dane Dunning had happened to him. I think they did have a leadoff double that they turned into a sack fly later on in the sixth inning. But just really nice stuff from Dane Dunning, and uh, in a in a time where, like we had talked about, you know, uh, um, they were at a point where they had a 22, 22 uh 22, 22 games in a row where they didn't have a, a, a win from a starting pitcher. It was nice to see that happen last night. Uh, Dunning, a quality start. He had seven Ks. Um, I don't think he's real happy about the three walks, but he kind of bunched them all there together and uh, didn't end up getting himself in too much trouble with those walks. And, uh, you know, when we talk about this offense, or, I mean, what we could – we can talk about the bullpen too, because the bullpen was pretty good outside of an Ian Kennedy leadoff solo homer in the ninth. Mm. Um, but you're also in a position where um, if this game was any closer, Ian Kennedy wouldn't have been anywhere close to the field in the ninth. So, no. you know, I mean, you, you got to look at it that way a little bit too. Uh, but the, the, the bullpen was good. Stratton was good. Martin Perez used to be good. He had a couple of K's at his outing last night. Stratton mm-hmm. had a couple of K's at his outing. No walks out of the bullpen. And, uh, you know, the, they're just kind of on that path where uh, you know how it's been. When there's no pressure in that bullpen, they've been really good. The moment it gets to a one-run game and they got to go down there, uh, the ball just starts launching and everything's a hanger. But yeah, that wasn't the case last night. They got uh, – Couple of notes, real quick. A couple on the of really big hits too. Oh well, well couple, couple notes on pitching. I want to throw in there real quick. Absolutely. Uh, for, well, first, the first one was that the fact that George Springer got two hits off of Dane Dunning. I mean, I guarantee you, when Dane Dunning goes back and watches the tape on this game, he's going to kick himself because he was owning Springer. He just, he just. I mean, I, I digress, but he could have got Springer out every single at bat with that slider. I mean, he was just waving at that thing. Um, the other thing that I found interesting was that Martin Perez was a, a high school quarterback. How about that? Yeah, oh, I had no idea. Perez. Yeah, yeah I didn't I know no that either. Well. So, <laughs> moving on to the, to, the, to the offense. I mean, well. well, It makes sense, though. It does. It does. I mean, I don't know where to start on the offense because, I mean, you had Garver with – okay, let me give you the line and then I'll turn it over because so many different highlights, but – Rangers had nine walks, ten hits, and then they also had one, two, three, four. Hits. Okay, I'm sorry, eleven hits, ten runs, four extra base hits. I mean, they were on base all night. They only struck out six times, but they struck the Jays out eleven. Um, where do you start? I mean, it, uh, Chris Bassett is a really good pitcher. Let's start there. Yeah. 
So this wasn't like they did this off of uh, the the Blue Jays five. Um, I would say Cabrera's Bassett a good is, uh, yeah, Bassett is a really good pitcher. So for them to jump on him a little bit, uh, Garver walk, Garver walked all night long and scored a bunch of runs from doing it. Uh, the, that Garver Grossman connection has kind of been really good for this Rangers team the last couple of uh, a couple yep. of nights. Um, uh, he, again, you got to just I mean, Grossman is no one's favorite player on this team, but he keeps doing stuff that that makes you want to like him. Boris, mm-hmm. uh, another really nice night. Um, Jonah Heim, career high five RBIs. Uh, got the big grand slam late in the game, but well, I think that double was just as big for him. Just kind of getting him on, on the right. Uh, he's really struggled since he's come back from that injury. So to see him, you know, starting to fight his way back and 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 hitting well from the right side and hitting well from the left side. Like, let's hope that this is that continues. Um, you know, a couple of walks from Josh Smith, Evan Carter had a really big day, uh, got his first career home run. And then also, I mean, that was a good at bat whenever, uh, uh, he laced that ball back up the middle and also, Mm -hmm. uh, good timing for Josh Smith to be taking off uh, in front of that, because that, (laughs) that allowed him to go first to third or whatever on that mm-hmm. ball and, you know, just, just some stuff that, that happened that, you know, it, it works, you know, it works for them. And, and, uh, you know, Simeon no, no. Seager at the top of the lineup doing what they do. And, and Nathaniel Lowe, you know, he's getting on base. He, he's making yep. pitchers work and, and, uh, you know, not, it, it doesn't always result in hits or big games, but, you know, I mean, he made Bassett work all night last night and, and, and really the whole team did. And any night where you look at a box score and the Rangers have more walks than strikeouts, you got to mm-hmm. be happy with that. Yeah, in just a couple tidbits, uh, Jonah Heim, I felt like he was also on a couple of pitches that he just missed as well. So he was having – he was seeing the ball really well last night. You could just tell, like, he hadn't swung with confidence like that in probably weeks. Well, if he had a, a right before the grand slam, I mean, he basically took a pitch that should have been ball four. Right, right, and then um, Nate Lowe, I believe Nathaniel Lowe is. I I think he's batting like three forty six or something over his last. I want to say like five or six games. So he's he's been pretty hot with the bat. So it's good to see yeah, that. I want to I say mean, his on base percentage is somewhere around five hundred in that same stretch. Right, right. So so a lot of good work that's been going in. And it just shows you the grind uh, that this Rangers team, and you brought up the bats with uh, with Evan Carter. He makes it look easy, but he does have very quality at bats. He's not just going up there. It's kind of like he's somewhere between Josh Smith and Zeke Duran. It's like, I feel like Josh Smith needs to be a little more aggressive, and then Zeke Duran needs to kind of reel it in a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, it's like he just has that kind of that poise at the plate. Um yeah, I mean, honestly, nothing more to add to this game um, except for the fact that, I mean, the Rangers are doing it with veterans and they're doing it with prospects. Well, and you're starting to see it from the farm. You're starting right, to see definitely. the talent, and, and there's more behind this. Evan Carter's just to start. Well, when you talk about guys like Jonathan Ornelas, uh, you know, we've got a guy sitting on the bench right now, uh, Zeke Duran, uh, Josh Smith. Uh, there's also, I mean, man, the, the, the list of players – 
that the Rangers have. And if you're not excited about Wyatt Langford right now. Come on. Like, down on the farm is where it's at right now with this team, and the future of this team is going to be dependent on that. So if you want to learn more about this Rangers minor league organization, you should subscribe to our exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys. We cover all things minor league. Our most recent uh, posts that we have, our most recent uh, shows that we've had, are our top 40 uh, prospect list. And you can find Evan Carter's about to be off that list coming up. And, you know, you can find that. You can always go back. Once you subscribe, you can go back and kind of listen to the, there's not a ton of shows, but they're very informative. And get caught up on all the Rangers minor league happenings for the entire year. Just kind of binge listen if you haven't gotten caught up yet. And uh, just basically, we cover everything in the minor league system. So you know who these guys are. You know who the Evan Carters and the Jonathan Ornelas of the world are, the JP Martinez. Like these guys have all Alex Spees that have contributed at one point or another to this team's success. And that's how you do it. That's how the great managers do it. They bring these guys up in spurts, they get them experience. And then when it's time, they insert them into the starting lineup and these guys are ready to play. So if you want to learn more about the Rangers farm system, go to our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. Or go to our Spotify page and subscribe. It's just $1.99 a month. Go ahead and subscribe today. All right. So the okay, Rangers- real quick, real quick, uh-huh. uh, before we go, we go on to this uh, little bit of a preview that we've got uh, the Carolina and Sally league playoffs start tonight and both Hickory and down East will be participating. So, uh, get excited about that. We probably won't talk about too much of the uh, minor league stuff on this show, but probably for the next couple of days, we will be updating Hickory and Down East as they play in the playoffs. And next week, uh, Round Rock should start their playoff run as well. Let's see what Abimelech Ortiz can do. In how, about, how shocking is this? That remember at the beginning of the year, all the talk was how much talent there was going to be at Frisco, and Frisco is the only. Uh, minor league organization, full season minor league organization that didn't make the playoffs. Right, and they were the winners. They won the championship last year. So and they did, yeah. They won the Texas League last year. So hopefully this year we can add a Sally and Carolina League and maybe even a Pacific Coast League or a AAA title to it. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be love, exciting. Would love to. Would love to see that happen. Of course, we we know that the talent down the farm is is awesome. And, so, hey, I wouldn't also wouldn't be shocked if. Uh, Wyatt Langford might get a call up to AAA just to uh, run in that playoff run with him for more at bats. To see what he can do. Yeah, so, we'll be you, know today, you know what today is, don't you? Today's Thursday. Today is Thursday. So Max Scherzer takes the hill. I have a feeling this guy is going to be an angry individual going out to the plate, going out to that mound. I love that about Max Scherzer, his intensity. You love those guys that are scary uh, as hell to like to watch just to look at their face. I have a feeling Max Scherzer is going to come out with his A game. He's probably feeling the momentum just like we are and kind of got something to prove off that last start that he had where he kind of let let the team down. Uh, and he's going to be taking on Ryu, who is, I mean, having his, you know, I mean, right now he's pitching as good as anybody. Yeah, he's been hurt uh, most of the season. He's been bad since he's been back. He's been really good, um, but you know, you know what it is—a starting pitcher that comes out and they're really good through their first seven or eight starts. They're just uh, that much closer to that time they get blown up. So, um, yep. uh, Hyunjin Ryu uh, 
good pitcher, really nice, uh, really nice stats this year. Um, but he pitches to contact, and the Rangers are making good contact right now. So hopefully that uh, works for their benefit. Uh, and uh, like we said, Max Scherzer going for the Rangers. I wouldn't expect him to to do what he did the last time he was out. Absolutely not. And then the Rangers have Jordan Montgomery going against Yusei Kikuchi, who is also in his own right putting up a pretty good season this year and has been pitching really well uh, over his last few games. But again, I, th- I think right now it's up to the Rangers to do what the Rangers do. And uh, I feel very confident about these next two games. Yeah, Kikuchi's had a really nice season. Um uh, but you know he he doesn't he does uh, he does leave some contact on the board so so you say Kikuchi versus Jordan Montgomery should be a good pitching matchup. Let's hope that the Rangers can uh, feed off of the the pitching performance from last night and we start seeing that what they were doing more in the beginning of the season where you just see them hand it off to the next guy and keep it rolling. Absolutely. So I got nothing else. Are you ready to roll out of here? No, let's get out of here, and um, when we're back on uh, Thursday morning, we should have some uh, uh, minor league playoff updates, and uh, we'll have all the all the all of our thoughts and highlights from this uh, the, this big series in Toronto that'll be wrapping up on Thursday. Yep, let's hope we have uh, good news about Josh Young and Adalas Garcia as well. So, don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word where you can subscribe to our exclusive content down the farm with the boys or just a dollar 99 where we cover all things minor league. Don't forget to subscribe uh, to us or follow us on your favorite podcasting platform for the 300 pound manimal. This is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. We are signing out.